Hi, and welcome to Sovereign Talks. This is Kenneth Mork. And Martina Izova. Giselle Chua. Lisa Gutierrez. Rodney Fair. Thanks for joining us. In today's podcast, we will be discussing government, politics, power, theories of power, pop culture, media, political polarization in the U.S., and open it up for questions at the end. Political tensions between Beijing and Hong Kong have erupted in violence once again. Over the last two weeks, some reports estimate over a million people have taken part in massive protests against a proposed Chinese legislation that would allow China to extradite suspected criminals back to the mainland. Although Hong Kong was released from British rule in 1997 and returned to China, it retains unique political and economic freedoms. What you're hearing now is the intense fighting taking place today in Hong Kong. Protesters have clashed with police and are reported 79 citizens have been injured as well as 21 officers so far. The some 5,000 riot police have employed the use of tear gas, batons, and rubber bullets. China's aggressive handling of the conflict has been condemned as brutal, oppressive, and a violation of international law. Beijing continues to encroach on Hong Kong's independence with questionable legislation and oppressive policies. This bill could also potentially be used by China to target its political opponents. So how does a government have the power to do something like this? Could you imagine a scenario similar to this in the United States today? To understand these questions and others like them, we must first understand what government and politics really is. Government, or state, is defined as a set of laws and institutions in which power is distributed through politics. Politics is a major social institution by which society organizes decision-making and power distribution. Is there any relationship between power and authority? The answer is a big yes. According to Weber 1922, authority simply means accepted power. This implies that authority is dependent on power of a given society. He further classified authority into three as follows. Traditional authority, in this case power is legitimized on the basis of long-standing customs it is inherited from generation to generation like the royal families of england and in so many communities in africa the second one is charismatic authority here power is legitimized based on exceptional personal qualities of a leader example of this kind of people is Jesus Christ, Dr. Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, 
and so many of them that I'm a Christian today is because I like the role Jesus Christ played. And so also, those that believe in Muslim, they follow the footsteps of Muhammad. And the last but not the least is the rational legal authority. Here power is legitimized by rules, regulations and law. Authority lies in the office, not in the person. A president of a United States cannot do what he likes but what is expected of the seat that he is occupying. And this is a typical example of rational legal authority. One example that I have on the question, how does power influence local, state, nation, and global economic standing in the society? This is global. This is in the Philippines, and this is where I am from. The government there today was a mess because the president had this campaign on war on drugs. He started this campaign back in 2016 when he ran for president. And he gave this speech which he said, if I make it to the presidential palace, I will do just what I did as a mayor. And you drug pushers, hold up men, and do nothing. You better get out because I'll kill you. And when he got in to be a president by the end of May, he really did start the war on drugs. By June of 2016, the death toll is already 12,000 people, mostly poor people in poor communities. He commands lower sectors, especially national policemen. And national policemen attributed at least 2,500 people. The advantage to it was to minimize uh, crime rates, minimize criminals. Because criminals in the Philippines are worse also. The president thinks that using drugs and selling drugs are the way for the criminals to do bad things. So he wants to kill the people who are using and selling drugs. But there's a lot of disadvantage to it. Because a lot of innocent people are getting killed. For example, policemen are just going to barge into your house because someone told them that you are using drugs and selling drugs, even if you're not. They're just going to barge into your house, kill you in front of your family, in front of a dining table, and that's it. And then when they realize after that you're not really using drugs, the government just going to pay you, pay your family, and apologize to it but the fact that you killed the dad or the mom in front of the children is a traumatizing event for anyone especially for children at that young age and this one controversy that they have last year this this website this this website this company about media 
he's a, she's a journalist and she wrote an article about war on drugs being not good to the society it should dis- it should be stopped the president read that and he want to to ban the company the media company he want to close the company that is that how powerful he is that how he uses political power and human rights human rights watchers found out that police are falsifying evidence to justify the unlawful killings but that didn't stop the president to do what he wants to do and he vowed to continue the campaign until today until the end of his term which is 2022 and the society are affected to it because a lot of people are protesting to stop war on drugs to stop killing people without without um anything or evidence for killing them and despite of growing calls for an investigation on the unlawfully killings the president didn't stop his campaign until now and it's still active until now political power through feminist theory the civil rights movement was about equality for everyone that was suffering from being treated like unworthy and underclass which in fact were great contributions to the cross of national product through taxation aside from people of color black in particular women also campaigned forms such as social norms and mores back then there were feminist movements steaming for example the abolitionist movement that compelled women to form women's right with an instrumental function agenda like the american women movement campaign against domestic violence sexual harassment women's suffrage campaign for equal pay to men and maternity leave what american feminist cross up started nationally soon became global to where women from other nations began their struggles for equality and their fight against injustices like the female genital mutilation that goes in on Africa and Middle Eastern which women being stoned to death for committing adultery another is conflict theory this theory focuses on the social inequalities and power difference within a group karl marx believed that conflicts between groups struggling to either wealth and power or keep the power they had was unavoidable in a capitalist society and conflict was the only way to underprivileged to eventually gain some measure of equality even before there were modern nation states political conflicts arose among competing societies or functions of people like vikings attack continental european tribes in search of loot and later european explorers landed a foreign shores to claim the resources of indigenous groups these are spurred by basic desires which is the drive to protect or gain territory and wealth and the need to preserve liberty and autonomy marx also add that such conflicts are necessary although ugly it 
step toward more egalitarian society, which is people tend to gain greater personal freedom and economic stability. Like Martina said, charismatic authority is power derived from the charisma and the exceptional personal qualities of a leader. Here's Rodney with an example of charismatic authority in U.S. politics. John F. Kennedy was endowed with charisma and education. When he spoke, people listened. People are drawn to charismatic leaders because of their personal qualities. The Cuban Missile Crisis was a nuclear war standoff between our President John F. Kennedy and Soviet Union leader Khrushchev. Our military personnel, the CIA, and the military-industrial complex wanted nuclear war. They anticipated big profits from war as if, as if they'd lived to do business after the bombs landed and, cri and critical mass achieved. Thanks to John F. Kennedy's exceptional charismatic abilities, nuclear annihilation was averted. Another theory that we have is power elite theory. As C. Wright Mills defined power elite theory, he believed that power elite used government to develop social policies that allowed them to keep their wealth. Yeah, indeed. The power elites are present in any society, no matter how small or large, old or new, the society may be. For instance, in Nigeria, the power elite have remained dominantly in the Hausa Fulani aristocratic class, which exercise overriding power in Nigeria through political, economic, and military institutions, and it hasn't augured well so far. Rational legal authority is a form of leadership in which authority of an organization is attained through legal legitimacy, bureaucracy, and legal rationality. The Declaration of Independence, Articles of Confederation, and Constitution are based off the popular sovereignty idea, ideology and theory. The idea behind popular sovereignty is that people are sovereign, or people hold all the power. State and government authority is only created and sustained by the consent of the people. This is also known as the social contract. Because without a government, people would normally hold their own basic human rights to themselves, they would also be able to infringe on the rights of others because there is no central form of power to prohibit that. So, in the social contract, essentially what the people or society is doing is handing over some of their basic rights in order to be protecting the other rights that they wish to preserve, such as freedom of speech, religion, freedom of movement, etc. In exchange, they may give up some of their freedom in regards to authorities such as police or government. So when a, a corrupt government begins to use coercive force in order to maintain their power, it is the duty of the people to rebel and overthrow that government because they are violating the social contract. I want to bring up how much influence and power major corporations has had on the economic, political, and environmental forces.
I mean, the most difficult problem is assessing the economic and political power of large corporations. And determining whether this power is increasing is that a commonly accepted metric measuring corporation does not exist. Several metrics have been proposed to measure corporate power, but they don't present a unanimous conclusion. So from the 19th to the 20th century, the U.S. struggled to try and cut down on their growing corporation powers. They passed the law of the antitrust law, and this only kept them in check longer to get through the Great Depression. Then came the Keynesian economics, which became the dominant macroeconomic paradigm, which justified an active government role in the economic policy. Then in 1970, the politicians Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher fostered the growth rates of large corporations by re relaxing enforcements of the antitrust laws. This reduced the corporate tax, tax rate. I mean, we can go on and on about power these large corporations really have on our society. Indeed. It is amazing to learn how power, politics, and authorities have really changed the face of our society today in different forms and degrees. Since 1900, there has been a general change in trends of political powers shifting from the privileged few, that's nobility and monarchy, to the majority in society. Germany moved from autocracy to democracy, while communism has been introduced to Russia with the ideal of making people equal. This shift in power and politics led to tremendous technological, scientific, cultural, and medical changes, such as introduction of tax-based healthcare in US, as known as Obamacare. The Equal Pay Act, Me Too Movement, a forum that lays sexually abused women express themselves. Politics in the United States is dancing to the tune of Lincoln's phrase of the people, by the people, for the people. That is democracy. One person, one vote is upheld in this system. Theories like Functionalism, feminism, symbolic interaction, conflict theory had varying perspectives on government and power with sole aim of making social change for good. What are some ways that a citizen can participate in the political process in the United States. Thank you to our sources, Albert Eleanor Council on Foreign Relations, CFR, BBC News, and our sociology textbook. <laughs>